0: And he is a big-shot banking regulator, somebody on some three-letter or four-letter or five-letter agency that regulates banks, unveiling his new proposals for bank regulations today. And he looks suspiciously like the cigarette-smoking guy from X-Files. Oh, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from The Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. I'm still out of my home base, so background keeps changing, but there's a lot that just happened. Even today, while I'm recording this, uh, silver is being whipsawed again, down about 3%, I think. And it looks like while we scan the news, it's the news out of Japan that might have triggered it, because the Bank of Japan now says it might tweak its yield curve control to allow rates to rise past 0.5% for the first time, I think, in our adult lives, Maybe. I mean, depending on how old you are, silver premiums are down and SLV holdings are down, which means that demand is not focused right now in the physical markets, nor is it in the paper markets. So why is silver trending higher? Maybe it's got to do with the banks and maybe that has to do with some of the whipsaws we're seeing. More probably what I speculated last week but the money supply possibly exploding from here because reverse repos that were out of the money supply are now flowing into the money supply to about $600 billion since the debt ceiling raise. Well, it seems that that is not quite working out. The money supply continues to fall. We have the latest data out last week and we're gonna get into that. If money supply is falling, even though reverse repos are being liquidated into the money supply, Uh, that means that banks are under serious pressure, and I believe I know why, and we'll get into that story too. In fact, this last week in bank deposits for large banks was the fifth worst week since the post-COVID era, and it was a week that was worse than any other week all the way from September 11th, 2001 to the 2020 printing. So something is happening in the banking system, and I believe I know what it might be. Anyway, onto this week's silver report, sponsored by Fortuna Silver Mines Symbol FSM. We have here the one-year chart of the uh, SL, not sorry, the SIL ETF. That's the ETF of silver miners. the X SIL Silver Miners ETF versus Fortuna Silver Mines, and this is why I like this stock so much, and this is why I own it. One of the reasons, and you can see here that since around November 2022, FSM has really pulled away from other silver miners. And I believe that has something to do with its acquisition of Roxgold, which has made it a gold and silver miner since. Ever since then, FSM has pulled away and has not looked back compared to the SILATM, which is up 10.44% for the year And uh, FSM is up about 37% for the year. It's a volatile stock, as all gold and silver miners are. But compared to other silver miners, it is an outperformer. And we see that in plain sight right here. On to this week's silver report. It is Thursday, July 28th, as I'm recording this. And silver is down about 3%, 3 3.5%. Don't know exactly the number, uh, but... What is the reason? Is it another bank manipulation? Who knows? The news that probably triggered this is news out of the Bank of Japan. It says here, this is from Reuters, Bank of Japan to discuss yield curve control tweak to allow rates over 0.5%. Central Bank likely to keep car and cap all taking flexible approach. And here you have a caption of a guy from Japan who looks Japanese walking and he looks really suave, and the caption says, Bank of Japan's policy board is set to meet on July 28th. Uh, does that have anything to do with that guy in the picture? Is he the guy that's going to set the policy? I don't know. doesn't really matter. But when the yen goes up, silver typically falls, and that is probably the trigger for today, which means it's probably a very short-term mood, and it will be reversed tomorrow or early next week. That's my estimate. I could be wrong, as always i go something strange here. If you see here, this is the premiums. They've been down. They are now for junk silver at 22.44%. This is a new uh, low, new two-year low. This is a two-year chart of silver premiums. Uh, and uh, before we we lament on how low the premiums are, take a look at this long-term chart of silver premiums. And you see we are still highly elevated on a historical basis. We're right around the 2015 bear market. Uh, silver bear market low premium highs, which were around 27% Look, So we're still in that area in that ballpark and we're still much, much higher than we were anywhere between 2009 and 2013 and anywhere between 2016 and 2020. Uh, So keep things in perspective, but still, yeah, premiums are down. That means that the demand is not really coming from the physical markets right now, but nor is it coming from, strangely, the paper markets, because SLV holdings also keep falling. We are now at uh, the black line here is SLV holdings, the blue line is SLV price. We're now, what is that? That's like 14,000 tons. Uh, and this is a low that we haven't seen since the um, the loading up of SLV in the 2020 lockdown era. So yeah, the demand isn't in SLV and it isn't in the physical markets, where does that leave us? Uh, Possibly industry, possibly big banks trading around warrants. Who knows why? What are they up to? Uh, So the warning here is if it's not in SLV and it's not in the physical paper markets, price could get volatile to the downside and also to the upside. So make sure you have your positions already now and are not chasing moves if they come. I speculated last week that money supply could head higher from here because reverse repos have been down so sharply since the debt ceiling deal and since the treasury started to issue T-bills again. However, I looked at the newest numbers for uh, deposits in all commercial banks and this downtick here at the end of the chart shows that this past week uh, we're down uh, significantly. And if we go to the next chart, you'll see that the biggest hit uh, was in large commercial banks. This is deposits in large, domestically chartered commercial banks. These are the biggest banks that matter. These are the banks that mess with the silver market the most or uh, ex- uh, almost exclusively. And we see here we're down to $10.776 trillion. That's a new uh, low, uh, post-COVID era low. So the money supply keeps falling here. How much has it fallen this past week? Uh, this is the money supply. This is just deposits. We'll get into the money supply uh, broad, more broadly, in a second. But this line over here, this is a ten-year chart, and really you can go all the way back 2001. Uh, this is where we are now. This circle here. We're down. I think it's 77.9 billion dollars, if I remember correctly. And if you uh, look in very closely uh, on shorter-term charts, just take my word for it here. That the only ones that the only weeks. Of large bank deposits that have met this decline in bank deposits have been two uh three weeks in 2022, uh one week post uh money printing bonanza in 2020, and that's pretty much it. So this is the fifth largest drawdown in large bank deposits uh since 2020, and excluding this the post-uh COVID era, all of the goal you don't have a week like this from two uh from 2020 all the way back to 2001. So Uh, The bank bank system is still contracting heavily. Something's going on in the big banks. They're losing deposits hand over fist. Here's the longer-term chart. Uh, You can see here the line here I made, uh, and this line is not crossed by any week, all the way from from 19, well, obviously in the 1980s and 90s, because there wasn't enough money in the system. But uh, from 2001, the only time it was crossed before 2020 was 2001. So, yeah, the banking system is still contracting. Now let's go into the money supply more broadly. This is week to week uh, money supply, uh, not seasonally adjusted. So I was expecting these numbers to head higher from June 5th. This is around where the Treasury started to sell its uh, T-bills after the debt ceiling raise. And it's around uh, where the reverse repos really started to fall and head back into the banking system. But despite that, we see here, this is 20.8879 trillion. June 5th goes down, June 12th heads even further down. To 20.79 trillion on June 19th, heads even further down, almost to a new low, 20.722 trillion on June 26th, and then as we head into the new month in July, uh, it goes up another 100 billion. But that typically happens at month end. You have a little bit of a jerk higher when uh, the new month begins, and if this trend continues, money supply should continue to fall down from here, which means that stocks do not have mainstream stocks. Do not have a long way to go before they reach their top if they haven't already. Now, I wanted to go in this into this tab. Uh, this helps solve some of the problem of why we're seeing rising stock prices and a generally okay performing economy. I think uh, GDP was like two point six percent higher or something. And everyone's like, "Well, how is that happening? If everything's collapsing?" Well, here's part of your answer, and it's not sustainable. We have here a Wall Street Journal article with a lovely picture of the family Durbin uh, posing for a photo opportunity with their nice lawn here in their beautiful house. There's probably some bugs in the lawn they could eat if there's any Armageddon problems, uh, but that's a different issue. So we have here, what Fed hikes? Much of Americans' consumer debt is still riding ultra low rates. Yeah, well, why is that? Well, here is an interesting chart that I've never seen before actually. Uh, So it says here, share of household debt that adjusts with market interest rates. So how much debt is going to go up for consumers if the Fed raises rates, it's about 12%, it looks like, eyeballing it here. It's near an all-time low, uh, and it only started to matter when the Fed started to raise interest rates right around here with this little with this little trough here. So barely any consumer, very few consumers, maybe 1 in of 10, a little bit more than 1 out of 10 consumers, are actually being affected by rising interest rate on their carrying consumer debt. So who is being affected? This doesn't mean that everything's great because... When the consumer is not affected by rising interest rates. Who is? That is the banks. They're the ones that own the debt, right? So if they're getting so little returns on their fixed rate debt, they're really in trouble, which is why the banking system is in serious trouble and could be partly why deposits are falling. Let's go back to the slides. There's more to talk about. Here I think is actually the big reason why banking deposits are falling, despite reverse repos flooding into the system, uh, this is a headline I think from CNBC. I don't know where I caught it from. As regulators unveil sweeping changes to capital rules for banks with 100 billion dollars or more in assets. Now this guy on the left, his name is the Honorable Martin L. Grunberg, and he is a big shot banking regulator, somebody on some three-letter or four-letter or five-letter agency that regulates banks, unveiling his new proposals for bank regulations today and he looks suspiciously like the cigarette smoking guy from X-Files. What does that mean? I have no idea, and I'm not making any suggestions at all. The plan is to stall, to resist, to work secretly on a vaccine. That was your father's idea, to use the alien DNA to make a vaccine. So anyway, these two paragraphs, actually, this is the entire story, because when I saw this flash, this news flash, it was brand new. So this is my title. Maybe this is why the bank deposits are falling in banks. While the heightened requirements apply to all banks with at least $100 billion in assets, the changes are expected to impact the biggest and most complex banks the most, meaning the ones that are losing the most deposits right now. The regulators said, As expected, the changes will broadly raise the level of capital that banks need to maintain against possible losses. So, regulators are requiring that the biggest banks increase their capital ratios, which is going to lower deposits and the money supply as they have to reserve more against possible losses. Quote, improvements in risk sensitivity and consistency introduced by the proposal are estimated to result in an aggregate 16% increase in common equity tier one capital requirements, for affected bank holding companies, the regulator said in a fact sheet. The story is developing. Please check back for updates. In conclusion, my friends, we have a falling money supply. Despite money flowing in from reverse repos, we have a silver price being smashed today because of news from the Bank of Japan. This should reverse itself quickly if silver is on an uptrend, which I believe that it is. And now the premiums are down. It is time. For the stackers to continue their stacking if you have not completed your collection. This is Rafi of The Endgame Investor. If you enjoyed this video, sign up for a two-week free trial of The Endgame Investor, link in the description below, and you can support Arcadia Economics at the same time by doing so with their affiliate link, or you can become my Patreon on Patreon where I give a biblical angle on the gold and silver markets and economics and government and other libertarian style issues of note. And I'll see you guys next week.